All right, so so Thomas has a change of name today. Wait, can you explain to the audience what your your name change is all about? Well, look, I hardly had to do anything to change my name. My name is Thomas, and I, I hardly adjusted anything. All I did was just separate out those two halves. We've got the toe, and we've got the mass, and I just slipped right in the middle there a little bit of Christ. So we've got toe Christmas. Huh? <laughs> Because it's it's almost Christmas and we've got a Christmas episode today. He had to seriously explain this to both of us. He's like, check out my name. Isn't it great? And we're looking at it like, that's just a jumble of what What are you going? I thought he was going for a pun. And now I see. Yes. <laughs> I logged on the- with such a big grin on my face thinking I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> Everyone was just and for the record, confused. As we record this, it is November 2nd. So I think that almost Christmas <laughs> may be a bit of a stretch. Oh, not according to all the stores. They've been blasting uh, Christmas music <laughs> since like the Fourth of July at this point. So, um, yeah, there needs to be there needs to be a, a line drawn. No Christmas before Thanksgiving. That's that's how I feel. But oh, oh well. Welcome back to Community Rewatching One Hundred and One. I'm Justin. With me today is To Christmas and Al. And uh, missing is is Heather. She's just taking a taking a mental health day and we salute her for that we'll miss her and we'll i'm sure she'll join us next time but yeah guys are we are we ready to go i cannot believe we're already at like what episode this is episode 12 right 12 yeah yeah so we're almost at the halfway point we got something kind of interesting for the halfway point that we've been discussing but we'll keep that under wraps for now and yeah we're so last time we we went into the sticky topic of sexuality, and now we're going into the completely free of all controversy, strife, uh, debate, arguments, whatever subject of religion. It's going to be a very vanilla episode. You can probably just skip this one and miss nothing. Probably. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. And it made me think of how I have a little rant. A little speech, and then it's it's not so much the pastor in me; it's the uh, the movie watcher of how Hollywood is almost allergic to how it treats religion. Right? It's almost allergic to even touching religion with the ten foot pole. If it has to, it falls heavily upon tropes, and you know. So if you got a religious figure in a movie, it's going to be either Catholic or it's going to be a Southern Baptist, and it's. That's always, you know, it's just always one of those two things because there's there's a visual element that they can really play off of both of those. But there's not a lot of understanding. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say before we get into this episode, props to Dan Harmon for actually, even superficially, touching upon multiple religions in the same episode. And um, yeah, not, not something a lot of shows even want to do. So um We'll, we'll talk about whether or not it actually pans out well. Before we get into that, another feature of this episode is a fight. Yeah, fight <laughs> scenes. And so my, my question to you guys is, have you ever actually been in a fight? And if so, what was the outcome? <laughs> uh, well, in, in uh, middle school, I think, I, I got slapped in the face by a girl. Um, but I... <laughs> I have no There's idea. There's nowhere good this story is going. Uh, but I, I have actually no idea why, and I didn't know them that well. And, like, it, I just, like, maybe they were just practicing. <laughs> it, was some, 
uh, yeah. So it hurts. That that was your fight. That was my fight. Yeah, and you I just, just got slapped. I didn't fight back. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Al, did I, you uh, get slapped around by girls or? No, that that's okay. fully a Thomas thing. Um, no, I had I've never had like a let, let's meet underneath the oak tree at three o'clock kind of fight. Uh, although I did have in my seventh grade classroom try and push me into one. Um, when I was in college, though, I did have I was having a very bad day, and I was I was bent over my like uh, like my dresser or something. And one of my friends came up behind me and just like hip checked me into the dresser. And I got super upset with him, chased him down the hallway, grabbed him in like a, like a headlock. Now I grew up watching a lot of pro wrestling, which I fully understand is an act, um, and doesn't actually take real physics into account, but having never used my body in any kind of violent way. I started trying to do like like pro wrestling, like hip tosses and all sorts of things that I expected this other body to, to move with me. And it turns out people don't want to go. They don't go. <laughs> and um, so it was really just me kind of awkwardly gyrating around my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I think somebody went and just took me off of him and said, okay, this is just sad. Please stop. <laughs> And that's my fight. <laughs> <laughs> I would genuinely want to see that. Uh, it sounds I don't like yeah, I gave it a red hot guy. Yeah, I don't like to think about what it looked like from the outside because, <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, but every, every every like uh, phone, you know, when somebody films like an actual fight that breaks out and like they're at a mall or something, and two people start going at it, it's never like a cool karate kid, right? It's just. People like lunging at each other and and slapping, and then they end up in a grappling a bear hug yep. for a while. That's usually how that goes, and, and that really people just want to be hugged. Uh, I the one fight that I really had outside of like taekwondo um, was in seventh grade as well, and I had moved to a new school. I was being picked on a lot, and this one kid during gym class just kind of pushed my buttons a little too far and I got three good punches into his face before I got dragged away and taken to the principal's office and um, yeah I I just remember getting into a lot of trouble for that one just uh, so that's actually why I got into Taekwondo because my parents were like yeah you need to learn how to control your anger and strangely enough being part of a martial arts does very much control uh, teach you control of your body and your emotions so all right well yeah so so we're all manly men and we 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 haven't gotten punched in the face as much as uh pierce and jeff so maybe we're not men at all i don't no. know mm. all right well let's get into episode 11 here um comparative religion and al has a summary for us all right, Comparative Religion, written by Liz Kakowski, directed Sorry, by... Sorry, episode 12. I knew I got that wrong. I thought it was 12, but it I was going to let it go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. So, season one, episode 12, Comparative Religion, written by Liz Kakowski, directed by Adam Davison, originally aired December 12th, 2009. On tonight's episode, it's a December 10th miracle. We get that gif of Chang in a sombrero. Also... <laughs> Jeff gets into a fight with a local brain-turned bully, Anthony Michael Hall, 
except he's never really thrown a punch or taken a hit, so Troy, Pierce, and Abed work to get him in fighting shape. Meanwhile, Shirley plans a big Christmas party without realizing her differently religioned friends don't share her enthusiasm for the holiday. Will Jeff win his fight? Will Shirley's heart grow three sizes to accept her friends as they are? Will I use that Chang gif at every available opportunity? I'll allow it. And more in tonight's discussion of community. Whew. Okay. I don't know I don't know if you guys remember the first time you watched this episode, but I was I saw the title of it and I was already kind of wincing, going, Oh no, like this is gonna be really awkward. And it kind of kind of was, but not as bad as I was really anticipating. So um I think, like you said, there's a lot of ways this can go wrong because people are so uh, so reticent to talk about religion at all. And in general, I think the episode does a really good job of um, of sidestepping those those pitfalls or or lampshading them enough <laughs> that I, I'm in favor of what it does. I like it. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a 21 minute sitcom. And this is not going to really go. Let's get really into a deep, uh, mature discussion of religions. It's just going to be like, okay, we're we're going to assign everybody one and and go from there. But we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So let's uh, let's start with the first scene here. It's actually kind of a combination. It's setting up, as you said, this December tenth miracle. Uh, this this wonderful winter event. It establishes a, a few things as they look at the quad. Uh, as it has this really nice fake snow landscape um, and then a hallway scene and then going into the study room that uh, Greendale has succumbed and to the war on Christmas. <laughs> it's, 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 it's happy Mary, people. It's, it's the most non-Christmassy Christmas thing ever. It's, uh, you have Mr. Winter. Um, which man, I want to dress up as Mr. Winter next year. <laughs> I was just thinking that's got to there, there's got to be great cosplay out there of Mr. Winter, right? Yeah, and you just love how he's he's uh, the dean. Yeah, he's he's Mr. Winter. He's looking at himself in that mirror while he's doing the announcement. He's just so in love with his his costumes. And I I wanted to ask you guys: Is this the first dean costume, or is, has he had one already? He had a bit of a, a mask at the party a few episodes back. The Halloween th- one. Uh, yeah, but I think that's the only costume I remember so far. Yeah, I think that this is the first uh, the first costume that isn't isn't required by the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it. There's no going back from this from here on. We've got to track all of Dean's. Man, he has some great, some great outfits Does, and great costumes. I was really excited in this opening bit is that um, we find the human being is back, and we said that he was gone. Yes. I was super stoked to see him sitting on his non-denominational sled. He as Rudolph with the big red nose. Big red nose, yeah. Oh, he looks so upset and looks exhausted <laughs> from riding. Like they've probably been across the campus. <laughs> well, and later in the episode. Uh, actually, at the end credits, uh, Troy is wearing that same nose. I don't know if he stole it from if it's like the same looking nose or he stole it from a human being. But he says it smells like special drink. Yeah. So what does that tell us? Like, is the human being just perpetually drunk because that's the only way you can survive as being the mascot of the school? Yeah, wouldn't you be? Uh, 
I don't know. He just <laughs> he always looks like he's going to murder everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. So so they have that the Christmas bike chariot. Um, as uh, he's as Mister Winter is tippy tapping of secular boots on the roof. <laughs> Man, he's just. I love how Dean is just censoring himself so well. And then uh, another great line from his. I mean, this whole announcement. This whole announcement is great. He's like, "It's time to visit your loved ones. Some of you will travel as far as three miles." <laughs> That's a great, like, it reminds people, oh, yeah, this is a community college. And we talk all the time about the budget in this in this uh, school <laughs> and what they spend their money on. Yeah. And he is clearly carved out a nice big piece of the pie for their, their winter festival or whatever they're calling this. Oh, yes, they did. Because look at that winter campus scene, right? It's It's a rather large swath of you know fake snow because this is la slash colorado uh, has snow machines going which i thought was a great touch i mean that's i put up i put up my fair share of winter tableaus and this one is it's an expensive one there's there's a lot there definitely and with, with jeff walking along there uh beside it studying with his book i don't know why i found that so it's so endearing to see Jeff actually trying to study for once. I don't know why I love seeing that. <laughs> I never thought of that. Thomas, now, um, the white stuff is called snow. Don't be afraid of it. I know you don't. Snow. Yeah. Is it edible? Kind of uh, it's, it, all varieties but the yellow. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. My kids actually love to eat snow. I don't know why. They just, it snows and they like, Dad, get us a bowl of snow. We're going to, we're just going to eat it. I'm like, okay. Then I started sprinkling M&Ms on top because I felt really sorry for them. I didn't want them to go to school and say, like, we got to eat a bowl of snow last night. <laughs> it's like, well, you poor kids. At least they know it's snow. I, that would, I can almost see it. When my wife was growing up, for a while, her parents would serve her and her brother uh, a Cool Whip, and they, would, they told them that, that was ice cream. So for years, they thought that that was actually what ice cream was, was just Cool Whip. <laughs> So at least your snow is actual snow, even if, and you even decorated it with M and M's. I think that's that, that's a, that's that's a that's a you know a boss parenting move. I approve. Well, in the cafeteria, the uh, the Greendales, they're the, the Greendale Seven are awkwardly crunched around one tiny little table that can barely hold four people, but they're all there and they're laughing about uh, the dean's PC ness. <laughs> And then I just love it. I love any show that makes a joke and then just goes on to at length explain the joke and talk about the joke. And it just becomes more funny than the joke was. Just seeing Troy go, I get it. PCness sounds like penis. (laughs) That's Troy will get there eventually. Eventually in the end. And then we find Shirley made the WWBJD bracelets so they can take pot shots at Billy Joel. (laughs) (laughs) And Troy, Troy's like, you know, Pierce is like, yeah, I'd give it to Billy Joel. And he gives a fist bump to Troy. And Troy turns to Annie. He's like, who is that? And And she doesn't know either. (laughs) She doesn't know. Yeah, they're they're a little kid. Yeah, I'm with that. I I was thinking, (laughs) are you? I was wondering. I thought Billy Joel was pretty well known even by... Younger set. I mean, I, I certainly know the name Billy Joel and everything, but I I couldn't name a song or like what he's known for exactly or anything like that. So yeah, 
Yeah. So I've I've seen my fair share of threads on uh, people hating on Shirley and and quoting certain <laughs> episodes as reasons why Shirley is one of the worst characters in the show. And this this one tends to come out a lot uh, because it's like a switch has been flipped and she goes hyper annoying with the gifts and with pushing a very a very specific uh, type of party on everybody. Uh, but the the gift, yeah, just not just giving it to people, but demanding on the spot that they wear it. And Brit is Brit is trying to do the the woman thing of sliding it down into her bra and like I'll keep it close to my heart. Surely ain't having that. And I mean, it's- what would baby Jesus do is hilarious because, like, if you think about it. Baby Jesus would not do much, would he? No. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he, no, he there's, he can't do much. So, to do as much as Baby Jesus is uh, an interesting motto. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. But did you notice uh, when Jeff is walking while he's reading adorably, as you said, Thomas, he gets hit by a fake snowball, yeah. and then he's in the in, in the cafeteria, he still has that fake snow on his head. I thought that was a really good touch by the props department. I didn't notice that. Oh, That's a lovely no. touch. And why does he get hit? I was just, I was overthinking this actually. Like, I guess it's just, well, I should, I'm, I'm overthinking it. There are just people around it at this college and they're just having fun and someone throws a snowball. That's it. It just, I've, I've overthought it. Is there anything else to it? <laughs> I don't think so. I Later think it's in the one of those... episode, he gets hit by a couple of um, paper balls from Annie, and I've been trying Hilarious. to draw some kind of new theory connection here, but I, I haven't done it yet. I'll get back to you. People just like to abuse Jeff. Let's just, any chance they can get. Uh, I think you've nailed it. Yeah, take him down. Take him down a notch. It is funny Actually, to see him get hit by things. Yeah. Yeah, I think the random snowball thing—it's just kind of a Christmas trope. It, and you know, just to have people get hit by a random snowball because it's winter time and there's kids outside throwing snowballs, and that's true. And so I your did characters love are naturally going to stumble into it. But I'm a simple man. My favorite two bits at the start of this episode when, when mm. were that, and when the dean clotheslines himself on the, on the floor. <laughs> yes, like, I, I laughed really hard. <laughs> and he does that. That's him doing the stunt. They didn't cut away. Oh, brilliant! I, I looked at that. I'm like, oh, they they. Must have had a really fat mat on the floor or something for him just to <laughs> throw his body down. Yeah. So, also just going back to the fake snowball, if we can really dig into that, you know, let's, <laughs> we're not even going to get to the opening credits here by the time this episode ends. <laughs> fake snow doesn't pack at all. Mm. It's weird stuff. It's not really you're not really shooting out like um, you know cold blizzardy stuff it's hmm. like just shavings kind of thing um anyways okay so abed <laughs> he's coming to join the crew and he grabs a plate full of cookies and this is what sets off the the core conflict of this episode because he has now drawn the ire of mike who is played by anthony michael hall and let's just pause to realize we now have a national lampoon vacation reunion in this episode <laughs> because Paul was uh, rusty in the first, right? In the first yeah, movie. And Chevy was. Chase was uh, Clark Griswold. And they have barely any interaction whatsoever between the two of them. So, Oh, that's a missed opportunity. It really is. That's I've never really thought about that. Anthony Michael Hall is one of my favorite like character actors. Whenever he pops up in anything, I'm on board. And he's so, so good in this. Like, he commits, and they got him as... 
the ultimate gym bro. He's got the weightlifting belt, the mustache, the fingerless gloves, and he is he's not happy that Abed has taken all of the winter doodles. <laughs> Now, I think Mike starts out here with a pretty reasonable request. I mean, it does sound like Abed has taken all of the macadamia cookies. And Mike is just saying he's... Wait, no, the the not macadamia ones. And the Mike is allergic to macadamias. Is that what he says? And tree nuts. So, tree nut allergy. Uh, tree nut allergy. And all he wants is some cookies that he's not allergic to. I mean, it's a reasonable request to begin with. Sure. It fra- not framed in the most reasonable way. He's pretty aggro from the very first time he opens his mouth. <laughs> but this 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 interchange where he admits to a tree nut allergy and Abed comes back with, well, then you should stay away from Christmas tree shaped cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny enough. And then and then Mike comes back. He's like, ha ha ha. That didn't even make allergic sense. <laughs> I don't think the phrase allergic sense has ever been used in all of history until this moment. Let's just let's just get that. So um, Jeff comes to Abed's. <laughs> this is a bad move by Jeff, by the way, coming to Abed's uh, rescue because Abed now is just in love with the idea of Jeff protecting him. Um, and so they they get in a bit of a, a tiff here. And uh, yeah, finally we're at the opening credits. Can we move on? <laughs> I'm really scared. We're not going to get through this episode at this point. Okay. Yeah, that's, so yeah. um, so we go into the study room, and now we they're talking about fighting. Why guys fight? Uh, Britta has a theory. Uh, the reason men fight is to release their pent up gayness. But that guy's not gay. He had a mustache. Great line by Pierce. <laughs> Just beautiful, beautiful. Uh, but I love this. I love this. This running thread with Britta is easily my favorite thing in the entire episode. That she she will continually undercut this rising tension of the fight by just pointing out that these two guys are acting a little bit homoerotic, and it kind of makes me think this is a little bit of a peek into psychiatrist Britta of later seasons. Sure. Like this might be a bit of a, a genesis of her trying to get into people's heads and assigning them all sorts of motives, whether or not they're actually true or not. She just loves to do it. And she is just really, really happy with um, this whole thing. I like how no one else really takes notice of what she's saying either. If they did, it would be drawing too much attention to it. It'd lose the joke. It's funny yes. how she just keeps quipping in throughout the episode. And then Shirley comes in and uh, raises the, the level of uncomfortableness in the room to a new level by declaring it a Christian-only Christmas party. Um, but then <laughs> I don't know why she's stunned to find out at this point that there are a bunch of different religions in the room. Like she acts like this is the first time, even though I know we've established in previous episode that uh, Abed's Muslim. Um, she's, she's commented on it several times, too. Right. She specifically has. And I'm pretty sure Annie's mentioned that she's Jewish uh, before, but maybe, maybe not. So, okay, let's go around the table real quick. So we have Shirley is uh, some denomination. She never really says of, of Christian. I, I'm going. I'm just going to say Baptist, some measure of Baptist. Sure. Um, uh, Pierce is a fifth slash fourth level uh, 
Laser Lotus in his Buddhist cult. <laughs> Buddhist slash cult member, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Troy is Jehovah's Witness. Uh, Abed's Muslim. Britta is atheist. And Jeff is the lazy man's atheist, a.k.a. agnostic. Boo. <laughs> Which I, I thought the line, the lazy man's atheist, it's just... I'm going to cherish that and it's just great. use that in the future. It's, it's awesome. So, yeah. So, so really, it just kind of puts it out here. Like, I, it's, it's not really probably making Shirley as aware of this as the audience and just telling the audience, like, hey, we got these seven people and they really don't have that much in common. Like, when you really think about it, Age, you know, ages and ethnicities and now religions, it's, you know, but they're thrown together and that's kind of the makeup of the show yeah and i think that's a run it's certainly a theme in this episode but it's almost a running theme early in the show is that it is more than these superficial things that throw people together and turn them into you know that kind of found family so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's you know and, and not to not to slow down the episode even more with a story but um i can see it's people- story time with Al. <laughs> go ahead it makes sense to me in a certain lens when you just aren't thinking about you know in Shirley's mind is like these are all good people except possibly Pierce and you know it, good people are Christian therefore everybody is Christian you know I grew up in a household where both of my parents were Republican and I assumed that they were both Democrats because all the TV uh, growing up showed me that Democrats were good people and Republicans were evil and my parents were not evil Therefore, you watched a lot of West Wing, didn't you? <laughs> among many other things, sure. Um, but, you know, and then you suddenly go like, wait, they're what now? And, you know, and obviously this is well before politics meant anything at all to me. But yeah, I think it is very possible to put on blinders. Surely it's obviously way too old for that to be a thing, really. But, but I could see it happening. I'm willing to go with it. Hmm. Yeah, I got I Thanks for sharing the story. I got, I got a lot to say about how they're doing this episode. I don't. Um, but I'm going to save it for later. So let's uh, let's go on to the the Spanish 101. They're having a semester final. Uh, there's a, just a few of them left in the room, including Jeff and I think Abed's still in there. Um, yeah, Abed's working really hard. It looks like it's. Uh, He's, he's thinking. Uh, his thinking faces are very interesting uh, in the background. Uh, it makes me even a little bit suspicious that he's just he's he's finished ages ago and he's just enjoying being there or something. <laughs> uh, another thing in this first season that's a little bit odd is uh, Chang does a lot of costumes himself. Hmm. Did, did, you know, we noticed like in the Halloween episode, he went for a whole matador thing, and now he's got this totally mexican like this is a final who cares and he's dressed up for it why why and his sombrero is comically large oh yeah Mm. it's the kind of thing you put like cheese in the middle and a whole bunch of nacho (laughs) chips and you go to town with a party it's big is this the main bit is this the meme you're referring to ralph yes the him looking around going i'll allow it yes Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Right. I thought Yet again, familiar. stroking his imaginary wise beard. <laughs> I, I like the little line when Jeff's taking the test and he's like, true or falso or none of the above. 
<laughs> Another little clue that Chang doesn't really know Spanish, and he's not really teaching them much Spanish. <laughs> uh, Mike busts into the room, and uh, <laughs> Jeff calls Mike Chuck Norris, which I, I really enjoyed. thought that was good. And Britta's over there. He's, why don't you just kiss him already? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's right. They Nobody nobody ever responds to Britta's comments, uh, which is good. Um, so, yeah. And, so the, Yeah, go ahead. While he's there, Mike corrects Jeff's Spanish. Yes! Which is my favorite thing. It's not just harassing him. It's correcting his wrong answer and then laughing at him for getting it wrong. It's, like, it's Usted, dude. Even I know that. <laughs> and the line where Mike says, dude, I will shoo your nose down your throat. I, I, I don't know that. how they got through that scene without cracking up, but that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. And so Jeff agrees to fight him at the bike rack, but not that one, the other bike rack. <laughs> yeah. And when my favorite moment of the episode right here, Abed jumping up with this gleeful look on his face he's like he's doing this for me he's my bodyguard <laughs> so in love so in love with the idea of being the, the damsel in distress yes <laughs> and mike's like you want to dance and Britta's like maybe to some show tunes <laughs> i mean this may be the wittiest Britta has ever been in her entire life and <laughs> she's great in this whole episode nobody's paying attention to her so yes there's a fight on Jeff has agreed to fight Mike and and Mike's posse. Let's talk about Mike's posse really quick because I always love looking at background actors who have no speaking roles and they're just there to reinforce the fact that this guy's a head honcho and he's got a gang. So they've got like two guys and one girl and they're just kind of back there looking sort of tough, but they're not really that tough when you look at them directly. I mean, Mike's obviously he's he's probably the the burliest of them all um, yeah as, as when we get a, an even better look at them later they they look kind of yeah they look like dancers really like um they're not uh fit in the bulky kind of i'm gonna beat you up way it's more the kind of elegant toned kind of fit i have a theory my theory is these are actually just stunt stunt people oh uh, yeah well, because they start doing, when the fight scene comes around, they're doing like cartwheels and flips and all this stuff. And, or yeah, or they're, you know, choreographers or something like that because they don't, they never had to say anything. They just, they have to do a whole bunch of stunts. And yeah, that makes sense. Simplifies your casting. Some people. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, okay, so they do a little bit of fight planning in the cafeteria. Yeah, this whole episode takes place on the same day. Um, Jeff initially doesn't really care about being trained. Uh, he's like, well, I've never gotten into fights. I'm too charming. Call me a name. <laughs> Troy's like, I can't. <laughs> Perfect delivery, yeah. That's a good Troy. <laughs> and then the next one of uh, of Troy's getting punched in the face story. <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh, but at least I knew it'd make a good story. The first uh, time I, I got punched. I, I wrote it, it down. Yeah, yeah. He you said the first it. time I got punched in the face, I was like, "Oh no!" But then I was like, "This is a story." <laughs> and then he just stops. <laughs> no, no, dude. Let Al tell you how to tell a story. It's and then Al Jeff's just that. perfectly dry delivery of, and a good one is <laughs> what sells it. <laughs> 
I also like in this, then Abed asks for his part in the fight. They tell him to hang back, and I'll hang back in his face. (laughs) (laughs) And Mike, I swear Mike is just, all he's doing this entire day is stalking Jeff. Because he instantly pops in. Like, there's, there's no way this guy has now bumped into Jeff three times during the course of the same day. Uh, he comes in and he's, yeah, he's definitely roiding out or something because he's, he staples a, a snowman to his forehead. Yeah, speaking is, of pro wrestling. Is that a good pro wrestling move right there? Oh, sure. That's a big hardcore thing. Staples in yourself. <laughs> the crazy look on his face. He's so good. And I like Pierce is that he's going to train Jeff. He says, Troy, I'm assuming you're handy with a switchblade. <laughs> and then Abed, if he can go back and find a chicken for Jeff to chase. <laughs> I swear they're making up racist <laughs> tropes that the never weirdest, ever existed. The weirdest corners of stereotype to pull from. Because, yeah, Pierce says this stuff and you're like, what? where is his head? Like, what goes through Pierce's head on any given day is not... In, based in any sort of reality, but his reality, his, his view of reality must be very interesting. Um, but one thing they do agree on is don't tell Shirley because they, they know Shirley will be very upset that she's planning this Christmas party and she will bring levels of guilt upon them. And in fact, in the very next scene, which I don't really have much to say about, it's just a Shirley, Shirley Annie scene, which we don't get a lot of those two just hanging out together. They're setting up for the party um and Shirley finds out uh, about the the fight after she sort of she definitely not sort of definitely belittles annie for being jewish um she calls a hanukkah a hanukkah holder hanukkah holder the menorah yeah shoves it back in the tree like we can't can't possibly see this i just want to say i love I love Annie taking baby Jesus and booping him on the nose. It's like, <laughs> you, we know you were one of us. <laughs> and then she puts him up in the tree, which was a little bit interesting, but one way to end a scene. What would baby Jesus do? He'd climb a tree. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right there in the book of Matthew. Um, all right. Do you guys have anything else to say about that one part? No. All right. So, okay. So we have some fight training, which I I think this is a a wonderful scene. They always seem to go to the same abandoned classroom several times in this whole show. It's not a really notable location, but they like going here. This is the Uh, same place that uh, Britta got hypnotized in, right? No, that's the music room. Because remember, Pierce like tripped over all the music stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hypnotized. This is not the same. Maybe I just need to take better note of the, what I the actual. This is one. Like. This one has a bunch but. of chairs and stuff. This is one where, like, uh, when they were trying, they try to teach Abed how to hit on girls. I think this is the same room, Ooh. and he puts some moves on Annie. That's a future episode, but uh, anyways, well, at least for now, they're trying to teach Jeff how to fight because he's never. He's like us. He's never really had a fight. Uh, Troy. Troy doesn't do the switchblade, but he does teach Jeff how to say sup. Sup, 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 but not like a question. It's rhetorical. <laughs> it's rhetorical. <laughs> and then uh, Danny Glover, just the best faces. And he's like, then you got to give him the Forrest Whitaker eye, <laughs> and the face he makes. Oh my goodness! Every time I have to pause the episode because I'm laughing that hard. And Jeff, for like, his part, gives it a, a good go. Uh, it does. It doesn't look the same as Danny Glover, but uh, he gives it a real try. 
Like they must have, they must have had some screenshots and just had a lot of fun doing what they could do with it. But it's a great descriptor, also. Like that's, I, I don't yeah. know where you pull that out of. I don't know where for that comment to go, <laughs> but just it's it's just completely accurate. But I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Troy says, and then you look at his eyes and stare deep into his soul. And Britta's like, and then you move to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Ahmed backs her up about fighting being gay. In boxing, you go for a purse and a belt. Yeah. Oh, okay. So somebody did acknowledge her finally. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah so Pierce, Pierce, uh, he's got the the boxing pads for Jeff to punch. I think and I, I recall from previously reading some trivia on this episode that Jeff kind of really hurt Chevy Jace's hand, uh, Joel McHale, oh. when he punched really hard. <laughs> so maybe maybe that maybe that was not so much acting as reacting. Uh, but I really like it when Pierce k- kicks Jeff and then kicks Troy. It's just <laughs> it's good fight training, right? Yeah, it's true. be prepared for anything. That's right. Yeah. Shirley comes in, and Troy's like, hey, we're trying to get Jeff ready for the fight. It's hard to think of another word. <laughs> and Jeff does the same thing. So have we given that any thought? How could he have ended the word fight? Fight. We're trying to I, get him ready for the I couldn't fight. think of one word that you could say. Final exam. Um, oh, <laughs> gold star to Tom Christmas. Thank you. I'd be in Shirley's good books. Yeah. So, yeah, Shirley oh. not too happy about this. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, all I had was firing squads, so final exam beats that. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, Shirley's not happy. She's not happy Jeff's fighting. Uh, she, she brings down... Uh, 10th level mom guilt here you know why do you hate me and jesus <laughs> as he gives her the brownie he's like i don't think the brownie's working um it is the wonderful description of religion is like paul rudd i see the appeal yeah. i get it but it's just not for me not for me and and he keeps pointing out like this isn't christmas it's december 10th it's not some sacred day of non-fighting but uh, Shirley's just, she's really, really upset about this. Again, I have things to say about this. I'm holding off. Hmm. Well, and I do think she gives if she, at least a, a window into her brain in this scene, though, too. Because she does say, like, this is her only Christmas this year. Because yes. of everything else going on in her life, this is the closest she gets to the holiday that she's normally, that she's used to having. So she wants this. She wants what she wants. And I appreciate that they don't let it be just this total wall of... Uh, you know, just inscrutable stubbornness. Okay, you you forced my hand. I'm going to talk about it then. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what I was going to. My my issue with this episode, I I don't think they they really put push home the fact that this isn't really about surely not liking other religions. It's surely not having the home ex, the home Christmas that she was used to, and this is this is her spiraling the same way she spiraled. When she found out her ex-husband was dating, you know, wanted the engagement ring back and she started taking it out on Slater. Uh, she just she's very upset over this home situation and she's taking it out on her college friends. And I don't I, I they they talk about it, but I think they so quickly gloss over it 
that they it, it kind of escapes and it makes Shirley just ends up looking like way more of an unhinged lunatic. And that's that's my problem with this episode. That's what just sticks in my craw a little too much. I think it's a great idea. It's a great storyline. I don't think that they quite punch it home at the end. But that's maybe just me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it would have been helped maybe if... Because I, I like when it comes around to the her explaining at the end that uh, this is my one intact family and all that. This is why she's doing it. But for the first half of the episode, at least, you get none of that um, explanation. So she just seems a bit crazy. And uh, maybe they could have included a bit more hinting at... Um, something's going on with her earlier in the episode. Um, but yeah, it comes together in the end. Okay. For me, I think. Yeah. Well, then we go into the, the most awkward scene in the entire uh, episode is the, the study room party. Just, oh, yeah. Yes. I don't like parts of episodes or entire episodes of sitcoms where, everything gets really cringy and uncomfortable that I love the office, but there are episodes of the office. I will not watch. There are scenes I will not watch because I just can't take it. I internalize it so much. My stomach clenches and I don't like it. And one reason I love community is we get these kind of cringe scenes very, very rarely. (laughs) I mean, I like maybe a a scant handful over the entire six season run for me personally. Uh, but this is this is one of them because now we're at a party and sh- surely not Britta is the total buzzkill and she's um, she's dismissing other people like what they what they brought what they didn't bring she's trying to make people sing this um, I don't know this this praise song uh, and and Pierce all he's doing is bringing a Buddha bong that's that's the only thing so. It it does sort of have this sense of uh, just a little wet. Now it's still good. It's still good. Just a little slimy. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> just a little airborne. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> if she's just trying to be like, this is fine. It's okay. It's not my Christmas. But if everyone's bringing their stuff, she's like they said, no big deal. Still Christmas. It's fine. And yeah, it just it gets very awkward. Very and I don't quickly. quite think that the song she sings works a cappella. It's got such long <laughs> pauses between some of the lines. It's so awkward, the silence in between. Yeah. My, my, my opinion is any party where you have everybody sit down at a table without food, eh, it's not a party anymore. Mm. I mean, parties, people mingle. They stand up. I mean, they, she actually went into a lot of effort to dress up the room. This Let's at least acknowledge that. This is a very very Christmassy party and it's probably the only <laughs> not non-denominational Mr. Winter happy merry party uh, you know like it's seen in this entire campus but they're not enjoying it like this this isn't fun they have all this food and nobody's eating it and they're just sitting around because Jeff's going to this fight and that's where they want to go either to watch Jeff get his butt kicked or to cheer him on and um yeah, yeah. kind of. They stretch out the the uncomfortableness of this, and, you know, and it breaks down into arguing about religion. But it's not even. They don't even go try to go coherent. It just kind of becomes like like this scrum of people Babbling. shouting at each other. Yeah. yeah, and then Britta of all people like gives a Jeff speech mm-hmm. to wrap it up. She's on point in this episode. She is. I mean, we can all start by supporting Jeff while he rolls around on the ground groping another man. 
<laughs> Get out. <laughs> she's not even saying it tongue in cheek now. She's like, this is this is what we do. Yeah, you're right. She is. I'm not going to top you. I'm not going to recap what she said. You're right, Al. You're right. Okay, so we finally get to the fight. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad we got. We finally got to this point. Uh, Mike's out there. If this dude doesn't come, we're going to Applebee's because I'm getting in a fight today. <laughs> I have questions about Applebee's, but I don't. do they have Applebee's in, in Australia? Is that a no, we don't chain? have Applebee's. What, what's an Applebee's? Apparently, it's a place you go to get into fights. It's it's the most <laughs> generic of family restaurants. It's yeah, kind of a chain restaurant with tchotchkes on the wall and stuff like that. It's uh, yeah. You guys have Outback Steakhouses because they're yeah. doing an Australian thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like that, but they don't focus quite so much on steak. Uh, okay, right. They don't really focus on f- good food. It just yeah. It's well, there the place go, there you goes go our sponsorship. Yeah, it's a place you go if nobody can agree on any place to go, and you're like, oh, I guess we'll go to Applebee's. <laughs> when the movie gets out at 11 p.m. and you need to eat something before you go home. Yes. Either that or Denny's, you know, like if you really hate your body. But uh, so Jeff comes out. I like the little line. Jeff. Jeff's not as much of a snarker in this episode. He gets a couple digs in. And Mike, he's, you know, are you perpetually on your way to the gym? I thought that was a good one. And he comes back with something like, my whole life is the gym. <laughs> again want to know the the mental makeup of mike the backstory of mike what is mike's life like where did he come from why is he so angry all of the time we don't the, know there was a recurring minor character here they really could have dug into i missed this this, this would have been yeah it would have been great if he came back just randomly getting in everybody's face like the bully, the the fourth grade bully of the class, you know, just yeah. except at a community college. What else is Anthony Michael Hall doing, honestly? <laughs> I don't know. He made Dead Zone for a while, right? He, which I loved, for the record. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was, yeah. I'd say it been a Comic-Con. We talked about it for a while. He was a nice guy. So uh, Jeff starts taking off all his, like, watches and everything. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he sees his bracelet and he's like, now what would baby Jesus do? But what would Shirley do? That's and such a, a nice of... Christmassy moment. Isn't uh, it? Reminds yeah. me of all the, the Christmassy movies, the warm feelings. Ah, nicely done. And Jeff, this is a, this is a big thing for Jeff. Like, not backing down and to obnoxious jerks. And he's just like, yeah, I guess I'll... Mm-hmm. Guess I'll back down. I guess I'll, you know, it's not really worth fighting about this. Give this guy a winner doodle. Who cares? And then he gets punched in the face for it and then kicked when he's down or something like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the cast are breaking there. They take their shirts off and they start cartwheeling all over the place. And Britta's like, oh, come on, I'm being punked here, right? <laughs> <Just> overjoyed. <laughs> it's such a wonderful yeah. climax, that whole little running joke. Yes. And let's note that the the one girl in the gang she strips down to a sports bra, so so Britta can fight her, as you do, as as one does. Yes. So yeah, they all they all go into it. We get a lovely montage of everybody fighting with all the props, and it doesn't look painful at all. It just looks kind of hilarious. I like Annie with the hose blowing the fake snow at people. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was good with uh, uh, the, there's a guy begging Shirley, please, no, it's Christmas. And she says, it's December 10th. And just whacks him. It's great. Yes. <laughs> See, that's why, you know, people go, oh, oh, it's surely the worst episode ever. But she does kind of get a little bit of a redemption here. You know, she shows up. She supports Jeff. She gives her angry little go get him. And then, yeah, she gets that little December 10th dig in. And that's, yeah, cool. Hmm. Um, Everybody gets a lot of cuts and bruises, like a whole bunch of cuts and bruises (laughs) here. And there's they go back and they have the rest of their party. But, you know, it brought them together as a family. So, I don't really like Shirley's song. She sings this this what what um new version of Silent Night. Silent Night. I don't think it's that good. Like it's not that she changed the lyrics. I don't care whether she did or not. But I didn't really find it. Like, what's the point of it? It made me chuckle. Yeah. I think I think the worst lyrics are snow on ground left and right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay, you're really saying a lot there. (laughs) Uh, Neil Neil Diamond is uh, he's he's taking notes here for his nonsensical stuff. (laughs) Just on those cuts and bruises, I was just thinking about how uh, I don't know if it's just me, but actually something about everyone having cuts and bruises or bleeding feels even more Christmassy to me. I don't know if a lot of Christmas movies have people getting injured or at the end they've always got like cuts on their face or something. It feels even more Christmassy. Maybe it's the color red of the blood. I don't know. Next episode, we're going to be looking at Thomas's Christmas memories (laughs) and why he had the worst childhood ever. So, (laughs) wow. Um, yeah, so we get a little bit of Chang. Apparently, Chang's gonna go hit the slopes of LA here. It's gotta go shred a mountain. Go shred a mountain. Uh, tells people they pass. I thought I felt like this was completely superfluous, but uh, at least it's we get the happy an Annie. Ending. Yeah, we get an Annie. No. <laughs> oh, but then I liked uh, even more Annie's little uh, you being our Spanish teacher. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> perfect little eh. And I also, speaking of Annie, actually, she had a few nice little moments in this episode. I thought uh, earlier on, I liked when she, uh, when Jeff said he might flunk the class, and she has such a genuine audible gasp, and then has to whisper, "Failing." It's good Annie moments. There is a lot of confusion I've seen from this episode of the line. And it's done twice where somebody calls Annie a Jew and she's like, next time say the f- full word. And I've seen so many people online going, what, what is the full word she's talking about? It's not Jewy. Cause that was Pierce's oh, like, dear. like, yeah. Is it Jewish? Is that what she wanted to be called or Jewish? Uh, Jewish. Right. But the way that they were using it in a sentence, you couldn't use the word Jewish. Yeah. I don't think I'd have to go back and look at. This I, I, yeah, I you, you like may this. have to amend a couple of the, you know, like the, the I forget what they're called, the little connector words in there, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, that's an easy enough fix <laughs> to not use it in any kind of way that somebody might find uh, derogatory. I think it can, I I found it a little confusing. I've seen a lot of people other finding it confusing that the word Jew is considered derogatory i just thought that's we it's used all the time in the bible not derogatory so uh but apparently it can be and 
dang, I guess we learned a little something. Hmm. It's just, it was, it's, it confused people. So I'm just pointing that out. Uh, we get the final scene with, uh, I love this. I love this little final bit with Abed dressing Troy up as a tree. And oh, they Christmas just, Troy. Oh, Christmas Troy. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> Troy's face is kind of neutral. Like, you don't know if he really hates this or he's into this at first. Because just the way he's like, I don't know if he's like tolerating Abed doing something weird. But yeah, they, that's a little switcheroo. Because then Jeff comes in and he's like, why do you guys do stuff like this? Because it's fun. And Jeff is in. It's good one on of Jeff. my it's one of my favorite bits in these stingers is when they try and Abed are doing their regular old weirdness and someone comes in and seems like they're going to, you know, break up the party and instead they just happily join in to whatever goofy thing they're doing. Because yeah. that's college. That's college. That is one of my favorite things about college is just walking down and seeing people do weird stuff and going, Yeah, I'm I'm in. Let's do it. You know, like like people get flexible about that stuff. Silly little weird whatever things. I Man, once I was helping a friend, they were starting up an underground coffee house and nobody was coming. Like nobody was coming. So we were just standing around. And so we started poking around in the back closet and there was a toilet, a brand new toilet, just was never installed. And we're like, we can turn this into a fish tank and make this the centerpiece of the room. And so then we went to Walmart and we got a bunch of stuff to stop up the fish tank, you know, the 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 toilet and then we got gravel and we got some fish and we put them in there and the fish died and but you know yeah you know it's like what you do you do weird stuff so um let's next time when we have a community rewatching 101 reunion for the first time we're going to have to dress up thomas like the christmas tree i'm just guessing thomas you're the tallest out of us i'm just guessing and but. it'll be Oh Christmas Thomas. Uh, yes. Oh to Christmas. I'll, I'll work on something really, really clever. Awesome. You got, <laughs> you got a little time for that. All right, let's move on and wrap things up with our report card of this episode, uh, giving it a grade A to F and what we you know kind of feel about it. So, Tom Christmas, you can go first. I liked this episode quite a bit um i don't think it was one of the most funny laugh out loud ones um but i'm a sucker for christmas kind of vibes in shows and movies and it always feels good only if i'm watching it roughly near christmas though if i i don't like watching christmas stuff in like uh february and march actually so this is an okay time of the year november to for me to enjoy this um i didn't totally love the actual plot lines in this episode though. I thought they were just fine um, so I'm giving it just a nice tidy C I think and calling out one more bit that I forgot to mention I just liked hearing a bit about Pierce's cult uh, and his rebirthing ritual in his friend's hot tub which uh, we really uh, didn't talk about his cult because that is going to become an ongoing thing yeah, we'll get more into that. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, it's a C for me. What do you think, Al? Uh, I love this episode. I, I think Justin, your criticism is super valid. And I can admit that there are parts of it that don't work as well as 
maybe as they could or maybe as they would have in, if they were in future seasons. But the funny parts of this episode are so, so, so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love Anthony Michael Hall as the guest star. I think the fight at the end is just such a fantastic crescendo to the whole thing. Um, and I'm also a sucker for Christmas, like Thomas said. Uh, as messy as it is, this episode is an A for me, honestly. I adore it. Wow. All right. Wow. Okay. An A for you. Um, yeah. So uh, apart from what we already talked about, I-, I like the pacing of the episode. It, you know, episodes that take place all in the one day in a short time frame allow them to sometimes do more and just being focused like they were with politics of human sexuality and this episode short time frame quick developments you know really not trying to spread stuff out just kind of focusing down on on these two things of the fight and shirley's party the fight i loved everything i loved about mike and the the gang and trying to teach uh, jeff and the Forrest whitaker face like there's there's so many great lines you're right uh the shirley party it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's not just that it's awkward, but it's like they throw out. It, it really just bugs me that they throw out like, hey, we're going to talk about religion or we're going to like focus on the fact that all these people have different religions. And then they don't really do anything with it. In fact, they don't really do much with it for the entire show, except when it's very convenient. And that's, of course, a sitcom thing. So. Troy being a Jehovah's Witness is going to get like two comments and it's only going to come really into play in the episode he turns 21. Uh, I think we're already past the episode where Abed being a Muslim has any bearing in any plot uh, except for the Messianic myths one. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it just it doesn't seem like matter. So it, it, I I always feel like these kind of episodes are being written by people who just don't understand what religion's about don't have anything profound to say about it and i wouldn't even mention all this except it's in the title of the episode so you're kind of led to expect that this is kind of the fulcrum around the episode revolves whereas it's really about jeff standing up to a bully and surely dealing with uh, her family not being around for christmas so um anything else i want to say about it uh no i i think everybody got decent parts i think annie could have gotten a little bit more um and and even pierce didn't really get too much in this episode so uh for me i'm i'm very happy just saying it's a c it's it's not a bad thing there's some really great parts about it but there's some stuff that just doesn't make it my favorite of the first season or the whole show so um and i like christmas too i i like that we explore more christmas episodes in the future so this is not the only one they're going to have and uh, of course the fact we've never really talked about this either the a season of community is a year in the life of the school so it's a school season and here we're getting to the point where they're going to break for winter break and so this is really you know it's having the, the party at the end having them come back together uh, you know finding out that they've passed their final it's you know it's a good moment before they they go out on break so yeah uh, it's a comfortable see and i completely uh, agree yeah. with i think what you were saying at the at the start of our chat today uh that basically any if any other sitcom had an episode titled comparative religion i'd be worried and it could uh be pretty bad but considering i think that they did a decent job here 
It would have been a very special episode of Blossom. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to Community Rewatching 101 today. I know you've got to wait two more weeks until you get the next episode. Here's some things you can do in the meantime. First of all, go tell your friends about the show. We're trying to grow the audience, let people know there's these four strange people. They like to get together once in a while and talk about community. You know, word of mouth, that's the only way we're really going to grow until uh, somebody gives us a, a fat, you know, Applebee's gives us that nice fat paycheck so we can really do some serious marketing. Uh, I don't think they're going to give us any money after this episode. Well, we'll have to explore some other possibilities in the future. Uh, maybe we can ask the Dean, Dean Pelton, give us some of that Christmas decoration money. Uh, but anyways, every time uh, you say Applebee's, I can't stop picturing like stewed apple. They don't serve stewed apple though, do they? From no, your description. No, they do have awesome blossoms. But, awesome uh, blossoms, that's yes. about it. Well, I know what those are. Definitely. <laughs> Move on. They're a heart attack on a plate. That's <laughs> okay. what they are. Uh, some other things you could do is go check out uh, community rewatching 101's parent site, Mutant Reviewers. It's our cult movie re- site where Heather and Al and I uh, re- have written many, many movie reviews. Uh, you can find it at mutantreviewers.wordpress.com. We like to focus on cult movies, odd movies, and Al talks a lot more about being a wrestler, uh, a wrestling fan from time to time there. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And uh, definitely check out as well in the show notes. We've got a link to Thomas's YouTube channel where he talks about finding Android games he likes and MMOs that have really low ping so he can actually play them in Australia. Yes, 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 yes. A lot lot of great, a lot of great little videos there. And you can actually see what he looks like, which is breathtaking. Always. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter. Keep going. (laughs) You don't pay me for more than one compliment an episode. That's it. <laughs> and you can follow all of us on Twitter at 101 Rewatching. Thanks, y'all. Have a have a happy Mary wherever you are. Feliz Navidad. I have no clever exit. <laughs> <laughs>